Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How He Sees It, episode 130. This time we're covering Roadhouse, 1989's Patrick Swayze uh, joint. Uh, his his action film from the late the late 80s is his follow up to uh, Dirty Dancing. Um, I, <laughs> the, uh, I I saw something on there and it was it was like the the uh, poster said the dancing done and now it's time to get really dirty. <laughs> or, or something like that. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> this, this was him becoming an action star after his his uh, pedophile uh, dancing days. So, pedophile dancing days. Wow, that's pretty brutal. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I know it's a great movie, but to me, it it, it just it seemed very creepy. Like he seemed to be too old to be, you know, the what he what what happened in there. Uh-huh. I, I would say. That that movie's problematic. I, I haven't listened to anybody uh, from today's day uh, review that and see what they would said, but I would bet that would be uh, be one of the big uh, calls for it. You know, you know, one of the things about the movie we're covering tonight is is uh, Roadhouse, which which I had never seen, but um, t- to me, most of the people that had a lot of good things to say about it uh, were male. But I think Dirty Dancing, on the other hand, was more a female driven movie and it's interesting that you know back to back Patrick Swayze can bring out a, a movie for the women and then follow yeah. it up with a movie for for the men out there you know that that want to see well, and that, his and, action yeah <laughs> and and I think they were trying to to also uh gear this towards the women by bringing him in with a little bit of uh pulling that that string as oh we got Patrick Swayze oh you're going to get to see his butt you know <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be shirtless a lot, you know, um, you know, he's got that hair. So uh, I think it was it was a really big push to to get the female audience also on board for this one. So uh, whether or not it worked, um, I don't know. I, I I listened to a couple people that are a couple co- podcasts that had a few females on it. Uh, one was a, ma- uh, a husband wife team and, and li- the wife seemed to like it a lot. Uh, also, uh, the other one I listened to was. Um, uh, I can't think. It's called "Love It, Hate It" or something, or "Love to Hate It" kind of thing, and it's uh, it's a very um, kind of a social justice warrior type uh, podcast uh, with a couple females, and they really tear into uh, anything that is, you know, potentially even close to, you know anything to that today would just be torn apart and they they really go after it and stuff like that so i, I didn't listen to the whole thing i i really maybe 10 minutes in i was like yeah i'm not going to get anything important out of this one so uh, i didn't no. continue to listen <laughs> I, I mean i don't mind hearing those point of views but it's just when it seems like a lot of it is just to tear things down it's not it's not productive and it's not you know it's more to it's more for that like oh well, we hate this so we're really going to talk about this and it's like well okay but why i mean it, what are the reasons you know what what's what's the real size of it so it is what it is anyways here on how we sees it i'm your main host and with me as always is my main man steve say hi steve hello everyone it's good to be here always good to be here especially with yeah. you <laughs> it is it is it's, this is our this is our uh, our uh, weekly uh 
mental break that we get to talk to each other and, and enjoy each other's company which we used to see each other all the time and now with with life and the way it is it's just we don't get to see each other so this is always a treat with this week so. though we did hang out at a, at a party on uh for, oh, a, we did. for a mutual friend of ours on friday which and and we tease no was it saturday maybe it was saturday but we tease talk about this a little bit we try not to get too into <laughs> into conversation about what we're going to talk about just so it could be more genuine and off the cuff while we're speaking but we we did uh, let a few things slip um, so hopefully I, we did and hopefully that doesn't get in the I, way with the, the, the genuine I don't, nature of, of what we're going to offer tonight. <laughs> I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Uh, and before we get to that, uh, one of the things we always do on how we seize it is we prepare a cocktail or a drink that we pair directly to what we're watching. And, and this week um, is no, no exception. We're going to pair something to Roadhouse. Uh, I got, I got, you, you send me yours before we start. So I usually know what you're doing. And um, I am super excited to hear why you picked this because I actually looked at this myself. Did you? Uh, well, I did. Then, and you got to know why I picked it. I do, and that's why I was like, I'm super I, curious. So it wasn't. I, I want was, you. To, so so no, I saw the go. movie. I, I saw the movie on uh, Friday. <laughs> I, I think I texted you when I was watching it. I watched it with my wife. Yes. And had the experience, and I talked to you a little bit about it on Saturday. But I think it was Sunday that I started watching some uh, podcast or not podcast, some YouTube videos. And one of the things yep. I stumbled on was a behind the scenes which was really kind of interesting to watch because here you're talking uh, an 80s movie behind the scenes. I think most of the interviews were done in the late 90s or something where there's some time yeah. passed, but it was interesting hearing from Kelly Lynch and Patrick Swayze. But who shows up in the middle of the interview <laughs> is Benny the Jet. Um, right. And uh, so both, I think we've talked about Benny the Jet in the, in the, in the podcast. Um, um, is, uh from we've we've been trained by Benny the Jet at, yes. at the martial arts camp we've been to and apparently he trained Patrick Swayze during you know for this movie he was he, he did not just that not just him all of all of the actors he, sure, he was the yeah. main fight coordinator and I know that uh, they the the fights the, the people that did the fighting you know they didn't do stunt doubles and they did their own their own yep. fighting um and patrick swayze has a lot of martial arts background it's really interesting hearing what benny the jet said about him about how you know he spent some time with him and he looked at him for a little while he had these graceful movements reminded him of a cat so he decided he was gonna like give him the, the <laughs> cat movements he, he even used the word caddy it'll make him look catty and all yeah and uh <laughs> and, then he, and then he said um uh, at, at one point it was going okay, but, but, uh, he, uh, ended up bringing some music to train to when he was do doing some training. Oh, um, they start dancing to kinda, just to kind of tap into, um, uh, Patrick Swayze's, uh, dance uh, background you know he had martial arts background but he also had a lot of dance background and that's what really opened it up and kind of helped them develop their style and and it looked like both Patrick Swayze had some wonderful things to say to, uh, about Benny the Jet they had, kind of it was mutual back and forth Benny the Jet even thought he should go into professional uh, kickboxing and do some actual right. fights um, so I uh, because of that excitement um, I um, and you know we've both been trained by him so it's kind of like oh this is yeah. awesome um so um, I, I found a, a jet-based cocktail as a jet pilot, which I thought, oh, he's piloting yep. the, 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 uh, the choreography. <laughs> so I thought that was a good one. And this seemed like a fun drink. It's kind of a, a tiki uh, rum drink. It yeah. had, some, uh, had some stuff that I had to, I had three different types of rum. Here, I'll just go through the, the, uh, the ingredients. And I was pretty close to everything. Um, it has uh, one and a half ounces of Jamaican black rum. 
a half ounce of overproof rum. So I went and got those. Uh, it has a half ounce of gold rum, half ounce of velvet uh, farlernum. I had, hadn't heard of that. It's a, it's a liqueur, uh, but I found that at uh, Bottle Barn. So I've got some of that. There you now. go. Um, I had a grapefruit and it takes a half ounce of grapefruit juice. <laughs> uh, I had my lemon tree, took a half ounce of lemon juice, a uh, half ounce of cinnamon syrup. Again, a lot of ingredients. I didn't have cinnamon syrup, so I just used some simple syrup and tossed a little cinnamon in there. Cinnamon in it? <laughs> yes, made it cinnamon in me. Um, uh, three dashes of absinthe and one dash of aromatic bitters. I used, I didn't use my my typical go-to Ancostura bitters. I used some, one that I have in the back called Chuncho, I believe is what it's called, which I was uh, someone recommended when I was in uh, San Diego at a bar. Oh, okay. So I, I picked some up. But anyway, it's a, you, you put it in a, in a Pilsner glass. It's a big drink, a lot of crushed ice. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, um. It's it's pretty uh, potent, so I have some nice. water. I had a glass of water <laughs> with and some extra extra crushed ice. Uh, but this is my jet pilot, so I already had a little sip. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you uh, you brought that up because I literally I, I was going all kinds of different ways with drinks <laughs> and 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 then I started listening to some of the podcasts and people were talking about Benny the Jet, and I got really interested in that. And so I was like, you know, for the same reason as you, you know, we he, we've uh, been in trainings with him multiple times now. Uh, really cool guy. I've got pictures with him. I've hung out and talked yeah. to him. He's my my wife he danced. One, he danced with my wife at one of the one right? of the uh, <laughs> one of the parties there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really incredible guy. He he's one of those people that generally, when you talk to him at, in a martial arts training, he cares about everybody that walks through that door to to learn from him. Uh, 100% like it's there's no fakeness about it and he just if you want to learn from him he will give you 100% of himself and he it's does. so cool and it's interesting because one of the you know the movie itself has has its issues because it's kind of it's got a lot of one-liners <laughs> it's got a lot of these things where you just kind of go this is a little ridiculous but that's the sort of stuff that he brings a lot and yet it's so genuine yeah. and it comes from his heart that that you really buy into it and you get inspired by what he's saying. So I thought it was a good combination of him being choreographer just because of what he brings to that um, yeah. in in his, you know, in, in his genuine, uh, general, also, generous nature. He also, he also got a, uh, I think it was a credit or uncredited. I'm not sure how they do that, but he's uh, uh, in one of the scenes where they're, they're running over all the cars with the, the Bigfoot. Uh, he's one of the, the goons in the back laughing. And so if, nice. you, if you know who he is and you look for that time, you'll see him. But uh, so, yeah, he's he's been in some movies, too, with that, uh, with some some acting credits, too. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'd originally seen him a couple years earlier in 1987 movie Gross Point Blake, which he has a he has yeah. a legitimate thug role. And Big that part. that's a really solid movie, especially for the 80s. It's right. That's, that's what the maybe it's, maybe it's in the 90s. I, is that I'm not Cusack? Sure. John, Cusack? John Cusack and Joan Cusack. Yeah. And so he's he actually is a a full time student of of Benny, and that's how yeah, that I kind know. of yeah. And he got really into it. I I, I want to say Cusack's probably around a third to fourth degree black belt under him. Uh, he he like continues his training to this day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just they those guys came real close. One of the I wanted to bring up some other stuff about Benny. Uh. He is. That was credited, Just I, I was. I was ten years off. Okay. So. so he ch achieved a record of over two hundred wins with no losses in his professional fighting career, right? Uh, with thirty six over, over like 50, uh, 50 knockouts, right? 
Yeah, so it's 63 title defenses with 57 KOs. Yeah. He is the only fighter to ever retain six world titles in five weight divisions for 24 uh, consecutive years. The yeah. only one ever. I mean, that's like legit. I mean, this is and this is this is full contact like martial art or like kicks and you know it's kind of kind of a predecessor to to MMA and stuff. There's a little different rules and stuff like that, but the guy is legit. Um, and I I really appreciated this. So one of the other things I learned and I didn't know this, he actually has nine black belts in different martial arts. So he's trained nice. in different martial arts all the way up to black belt. Which is no easy feat. I mean, that takes a lot of work, besides some other ones. And so that's where you get this fight style. You know, people go, uh, you look at this and go, that's, you know, well, it's not one fight style. It's because, yeah, he's he has done what, you know, Mr. Speakman has always talked about. is like you take everything in your toolbox, you throw it on the ground, and you pick up the pieces you need to get through what you got. And so that's what he did. He took a little bit of everything and, and made it work. And I, I loved it. You know, one of the, one of the scenes is uh patrick swayze doing uh tai chi uh on the on the river or lake uh bank uh in you know in the glistening sun with his sweaty glistening oiled up body and you know he just you know it's it's definitely a uh, a scene to make the women's uh hearts pitter and you know some men too that's uh, true but... the guy across the the river is eyeing him he's a bad guy but you're not sure if he's thinking oh i don't like this guy or maybe i do like this guy <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a there's a note on that one too that I think he may like this guy a little more than you want. Uh but uh you know he um he never used Tai Chi in any of his, his uh uh bouncing exercises with a lot of other stuff, some Hoptido and some judo and just a lot of mix of other stuff. But really, really cool. And I, I'm glad you picked that because I, I didn't go that route. So I'm glad that we get to bring that up and, and, and pay that homage to him for sure. So Absolutely, that's really yeah. cool. All right, what are you drinking? So the other part of this movie that I've always really, really enjoyed was the musical uh, stylings of the house band led by um, oh, Jeff Healy. Um, he's the, the blind uh, guitar player. And I remember when this first came out, uh, I don't remember if I actually saw it in the theater or if it was a little bit later, but I got into Jeff Healy for a while. Just I, Something about his music was just, I, I really, really liked it. And I think he does an incredible job he in this movie. He brings authenticity to, to this, which needs all that as much as it can get. And he does yeah. bring that, yeah. The only thing that I can say, and this is other people are like, how is a house band just like they play every night? You know, it's just like you don't usually get that. But hey, if you got, if you can and you can pull them, even better. Well, it's what he does. That's kind of his thing. That's actually wasn't. Didn't they write this role in uh, as part of the script because the person who wrote it actually saw him? I think that. I yeah, think yeah, but I mean, but it's like they're not there. Most most bands don't stay in one bar every night. Okay, is is the <laughs> is the idea? But no, but I mean, if you can get. Jeff Healy and his band, man, the guy is incredible. And I really like, I mean, I loved his lines. I love the way he, he, you know, the guy is legitimately blind. So it's not like, Oh, you, you got a, an actor to play blind. No dude, he's literally blind and he's playing the guitar and he's singing them songs and oh, that's yeah. all legit. And I love it. And it brings such a good thing. So I was looking and I, I, I was looking up blind this and blind cocktails. And I found one that's really up my alley. It's called a blind Russian. 
<laughs> and so I, I, I changed it up just a little bit. I'm going to call it the blind music, musician, if I can say the word. Uh, it might just be easier to stick with Russian, but blind musician. And it is uh, based off of the white Russian type uh, style. So it's started with a uh, um, vodka. So I did a ounce and a half of vodka. And then it's an ounce and a half of a coffee liqueur. I have this uh, incredible coffee liqueur I got a while ago. It's called Grind, so it's an espresso. Which is um, ideal to have a coffee liqueur because that's what Patrick Swayze uh, right. drinks. James Dal- Dalton. I shouldn't say James. He wanted, it, I think I think you only catch James yeah. on the little chart, and like if you catch yeah. it on a flash, but it's just Dalton. Yeah, he drinks yeah. coffee. That's his thing. Black coffee. And, and and they asked him if he wanted unleaded or leaded, and he said leaded. So this would be the leaded version of coffee. This would be the premium, right? Nice. You got unleaded, leaded, and then premium, and this is the premium. So it's called Grind. It's an espresso shot um, liqueur. I. I would say if I had to drink this by itself, uh, it's better than Kahlua in a in a side by side taste test for me, um, and that's just going off of of my enjoyment of rum and my semi enjoyment of coffee. So uh, I, I like the flavor better. Um, so it it's got that in it, and then instead of a cream, you float an Irish cream on top of this. So you you, you instead of just going straight cream, you you kick it up with a little liqueur cream and an Irish cream, and. Uh, delicious uh you know it's one of those things i i really do like white russians i can i could drink those all day long i i like them blended i like them on the rocks i like them right out of the bottle whatever whatever it takes out you know uh so this just adds that extra little touch because it gives it that that irish cream just kind of adds that that one little extra taste to it that little bit of mintiness or whatever it is and uh really enjoyable so uh I wasn't able to save the drink until I talked about it because uh, even though I try, um, and this is one of the few, my wife always, when I go to make these, uh, I always tell her what I'm making and what it is, and, and it's usually a hit or miss whether she'll want one. She, she'll usually do like, oh, well, just pour a little extra and I can taste it. Uh, but this is one, and she goes, yeah, no, you, you, sh- you should make me one of those. So uh, did stop by our, our uh, unsponsored uh, uh, bottle barn on the way here tonight, home, yeah. uh, to, get some, to get some Irish cream just to make sure I had it. Uh, turns out I did have a big bottle. Uh, I went with, um, uh, it's uh, Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam uh, gluten-free vodka that mm-hmm. I had picked up. When I was in Sacramento for it one sounds of like our you said other... vodka, which is kind of nice because Vlad is like uh, Vladimir. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, but it's a gluten-free vodka. Kind of trying to stay as much as I can into that uh, <laughs> keto keto way, um, but it, it's it, it's really tasty. Um, I, I brought all the bottles with me so I can have another one. Uh, after there you this go. One's done. You know, you bring up White Russian that this kind of came from, and. As far as Roadhouse, while I was watching it, first off, it's got Sam Elliott in it, and it's also got uh, Ben Gazzara uh, as Brad yeah. Wesley, who's kind of the the the, the bad the bad guy that's yeah. eyeing eyeing. Uh, he's the big boss. Across. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's kind of owns the town and is treating it like his uh, his plaything. But both of those actors were in Big Lebowski, which talk okay. about a white Russian. You know, that's where right, right, um, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, and um, Ben Gazzara, that's the only other thing I had seen him in was Big Lebowski. So when I watched this movie and I saw him, it's like, I know him. He's from Big Lebowski. And then, of course, Sam Elliott shows up and, and Sam Elliott plays the stranger in Big Lebowski, which I don't believe you've okay. seen, right? You haven't seen. Big I have Lebowski? not. I have not seen it. I know. Holy I'm at, uh, shit. Maybe, I know the amount of crap just... I give people. 
<laughs> we should maybe should do that one next week instead of uh, instead, instead of sideways? sideways, just because it. I will let you make that call. Okay, I um, will. Let, I will let. But um, also, uh, I, so but I also saw Ben Gazzara, and I said I know him from um, Big Lebowski. He plays. I, I wrote it, who he plays. Oh, Jackie Treehorn. He's like the porn. Um, he's he, uh, who's who's the Playboy um, Mansion. Uh, Oh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. He's like the Hugh Hefner of of uh, Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Uh, which nice. seemed like a almost in in watching this movie, I was curious if the Coen brothers were kind of inspired by Roadhouse when they wrote Big Lebowski, because there's a lot of similarities to. Um, it, it's it's a different style of comedy. If you call Roadhouse a comedy, which a lot of people appreciate the comic value of Roadhouse because, <laughs> yeah. because it is, you know, it was nominated for a tons of Razzie awards and it's, it's yeah. a movie that it's, it's like a drinking movie. It's a movie that it's hard to watch on your own, but if, if you're with a bunch of friends, it can be a lot of fun. And it, it seems like they might've drawn some of those ideas. Uh, might have. And it does have kind of a cult status. And, and so, so I, I don't know. It might be worth watching and and seeing what you think. I, I don't. I don't want to watch it just for that because I think no, no. Lebowski okay, so it. it has been on my list for a long time, uh -huh. um, and it's one of those ones I always feel bad because I give people shit when they haven't seen movies that I think like, oh my god, I can't believe you haven't seen that, and then it comes up and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I mean, it's it is one of those classic movies that I know, and it's just I just I don't know why I haven't seen it. I did start watching Sideways. It's on Hulu, so we can watch that. But as I was watching it, I was going, "Oh my God, I this is going to be a hard one to talk about." And I think you're going to. I mean, it, it's oh. got some value, but Big Lebowski would be a really that I I, I would I would, be, I would be for let's that. switch it up. Let's yeah. switch it up then. Okay, we, that's that's how we seize it. We're going to switch it up and hit that Big Lebowski because. This is this was a movie that I wanted you to watch. Roadhouse was one that I I was like, um, you this is a movie from the eight, uh, late '80s that everybody should have seen, whether you like it or not, whether it it meets with today's standards or not, whether it's a bad movie or not. This is a movie everybody should see because it has so much pop culture references today <laughs> that I think a lot of people just don't even understand. You know, the, the be nice uh, until it's not time to, to be nice. You know, the <laughs> that dog won't hunt. I don't know if that was, the, you know, if this is the first time that was said in there, but that's in there. I mean, there's just a, wait, there's wait, a lot of stuff. Which one? That dog won't hunt. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a Sam Elliott line. I, I don't know. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I, I heard that one. I looked it up. Yeah. And it was actually uh, uh, an album from the 70s called I'll Sleep. So that, so I'm okay. curious how many of these lines just kind of got more ingrained in culture because of this movie, but well, uh, they may have <laughs> earlier history. So one of the things I learned too is I guess the, the movie and the show MacGruber is pretty much a straight parody kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> So, so I, I, it makes okay. me want to go watch MacGruber. <laughs> well, they both, I mean, even back in the uh, MacGyver days, MacGyver yeah. had the same hairdo as Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, and, and it's, it's hilarious hearing Patrick Swayze talk about his hair. I mean, he, he had, he really was passionate about this role. He said, you know, yes. this is, he's a philosopher and, you know, you hear it, it was interesting. I was more sold by the character hearing Patrick Swayze talk about how he portrayed him than the movie. The movie was, the movie was tough for me. 
You know, I do. Oh, okay. I, I appreciate it for. Well, we can go. We can go into. Yeah, we'll get into it. But, <laughs> but, um, but it was there was a lot of eye rolling in my. It was it was good watching it with someone. I wasn't watching it on my own. I was watching it with Cindy. But I don't think I don't think she was a fan from when she first saw it either. But it um, really okay. Um, but uh, but it's funny hearing the interviews. Patrick Swayze sells the character a lot more when he's talking about what it means to him. But then at the same time, he'll talk, he mentions the hair. He's like, man, I, I could never live it down after, you know, the people, you people thought I invented the mullet. And then, and then <laughs> Kelly Lynch, I even wrote down the line cause she has this interview and she's hilarious in her interviews because she accepts that this is a movie from the eighties that has its place, but it doesn't necessarily age well when it comes to, um, you know, a, a serious movie. And here she was maybe 10 years later saying, Patrick's mullet defied, she says this with all seriousness, Patrick's mullet defied gravity and martial arts and explosions and sex and probably water and hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. That's amazing. You know, and she says that with a straight face. But, that's kind of where a lot of this, the, 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 the lore in this movie has taken us. Um, you know, you gotta oh, yeah. treat it, you gotta treat it with, with, um, what it was then and maybe, you know, how that's kind of evolved since the change now. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, it's a drinking movie, you know, you can find okay, a and lot yes, of I can... <laughs> drinking games could be. So one of the things I was amazed, I hadn't seen this in probably, Oh God, at least, 10 years maybe it's been a okay. while but i i the thing i didn't remember is how 80s it was i didn't remember there was that many boobs in this movie isn't that amazing that you just you don't see that <laughs> that type of sexuality in movies these yeah, days yeah. especially in kind of more of a i mean there i guess there's some serious heavy dramas that go there with sexuality but yeah but, yeah but this was really a TNA movie. It was boobs and ass. You know, there mm -hmm. was no, there were no crotch shots or any, unless you call Sam Elliott's pubes a crotch shot. And, <laughs> well, which I, I, mean, which I, I was, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have been against it. I'm like, uh, yeah, Sam Elliott is the man. I, you know what I would expect though, is if he actually dropped those far enough down that that's where his mustache was hiding. <laughs> Cause you know, he has his, his iconic mustache now, but he didn't have it in this film. No, it was more so just what like I a think shadow, happened, like it was a Don Johnson. I think what shadow. he did is, is he, they said, no, you can't have the mustache. He's like, okay, well, hold on. And he, he just took it off and put it down on his penis for a while. So he just, <laughs> he just stored it down there for this movie. Right. Uh, and the, and he, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott is incredible. But I was really surprised. I forgot about that. And, and that's a big thing for me because, I, I mean, I boob shots in movies for me, is that's amazing. The action in this movie <laughs> is amazing. But that's what stood out more to me was remembering the fights and how all that happened and the, the, the stuff that happened with that instead of all the gratuitous, you know, boob shots. Uh, so I literally was like, oh, I forgot there was this much in here. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm against it or, or didn't you know appreciate any of it. I just is. That's not what I remembered from from I, watching this movie several times as as a youth. Yeah, you know? I actually had a conversation with my wife afterwards about you know there there. I think it's fair, even though a lot of people push back on this because I did a little research, to say that there's a lot of homoeroticism in this movie. Maybe it's the butt shots, the pubes and stuff, but a lot of time, you know, even what's the line that, that, um, uh, I Frank, fuck guys Frank, like you in, in prison. Right. Um, and, 
and just kind of the, the 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 way they do cutaways where you see the glistening sweat and then it cuts to the bad guy across the river. You know, all, I, I'm not saying that it it was intentional. It could have just been time part of the times. But at the same, but this is also in reference to the fact that there's a lot of TNA in there in general. Well, now we have the internet and we have pornography that is so prevalent oh, God, yeah. and accessible that there has really become like a divide in in sexuality. And it's like, if you want to go do your porn thing, you go do it on the internet. When it comes to movies, unless you're a serious movie that's trying to make some sort of statement about sexuality, then, you know, we don't want to see it. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, that wasn't me. <laughs> making, that wasn't me making a statement. I was just, I'm just trying to try to, try to look for a reasoning why we don't see it like we did then. You yeah. Know? Well, it's funny that you bring that up, and I thought I think we've talked about this before. Is uh, there are there are a lot of series that have come out recently where there is a blatant nudity scene in the first episode. I know we've talked about like the sex education <laughs> and Molly or what, Marvel, marvelous Mazel. Miss Mazel, yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, it's like they they do that, and then all of a sudden there's nothing through the resume. You're like, well, okay, why did you have to do that in the beginning? Are you both, are you trying and, to trap people? Both those examples are amazing series. And, mm -hmm. and, but, but yeah, it's, don't like really some, need it. it's like some producer said, you know, we've got to get people hooked and this is the way yeah. we're going to do it. We're going to associate. And in both cases, it's an amazing, it works too. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Uh, and it worked. I mean, I, I was hooked and I kept waiting and I enjoyed the series and I kept waiting for more. And, and I was like, okay, well, I like the series. <laughs> I guess I didn't need the boobs. Okay. Uh, but no, th I think, uh, you know, you were talking about the, the homoeroticism stuff. I heard some people talking about that in, in some disagreements and stuff. Uh, but I also heard someone yeah, say some that this really fired up people on the Internet or getting mad. Oh, and, oh my God. You know, yeah. But OK. I, but. See, I didn't see it, but I did. I did hear some people say that this was a uh, a feminist take on a uh, 90s, late 80s, 90s action movie. And that's where. So it's more like. It's like it's like when we, we see an MCU movie right now, right? And you get a um, a thing with it's you know Thor taking off his shirt or Tony Stark taking off his shirt or Captain America in a tight shirt or these these things where it's like okay, you know it's 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 for the ladies, right? And it's like I, it's I the gratuitous I don't know muscular I, I, man. I wrote down you a know. couple movies. You know, we, we had Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rambo: First Blood Part Two with with Sly Stallone. And in both cases, these were these chiseled men with their big erect uh, weapons that were <laughs> killing the people with their sweaty, uh, you know, pecs and stuff. And and those were movies that were for men. And but at yeah. the same time, I saw them. I don't know if I I. I, That's what I mean. Is this I is was, more for I, the ladies? I was excited by them, but but I don't know. I, and I think there was something about wanting to be, you know, that chiseled and and hold a, the hold a weapon and kill the bad mm -hmm. guys. I think in Commando, I was more turned on by Alyssa Milano. Um, although at the, uh, you know she was just a couple years younger than me, so even though she's a, a a young in there, there's only like two years difference. So I'm it's fair yeah. that. <laughs> that I, I, just, I just don't want people to think I'm some sort of, you know, creepy. Uh, yeah, no. What was the other I'm creepy with you. I... we were talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, no, I get you. But this that's what I mean with this one where he's not the overly, you know, stereotypical macho man. You know, he's this cool-headed, you know, super chiseled, like 
phenomenal body. He's not overly big. I mean, they make the joke. You know, this line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. You know, they say that so many times, it's kind of like they're forcing it down your throat. The only one that I thought worked well was when he, when he went up to Jeff Healy, you know, and he surprised him, and he says, yeah, you sing pretty good for a, a blind white boy. And he goes, yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger. Perfectly, you know, that's, that's two buddies giving each other shit for, for you know, the, the standard shit that you would talk that's, shit about someone. That's and, funny, too, since he's blind. <laughs> Well, and it, that's and that's what made it great. It's like yeah. you know, it'd be like you know, me and my friends. Uh, I just hung out with a really good friend of mine, Dave Odom, uh, over the weekend. Uh, he was with me when I rolled my ankle, and uh, we we talk shit to each other so much. You know, it's like if people didn't realize we were friends, they'd be like, "Oh my God, these guys hate each other." <laughs> but it's literally, I mean, you know, he's shorter than me, so I give him crap about. That's just one of the standard ones I give him crap about all the time, and you know, and. and he calls me bald and whatever you know we just we go back and forth but it's one of those things is that this is one of those guys that he could say anything about me and i know it's out of love regardless of really what it is because that's that's just how we grew up and is and, is know, that something i mean you're you're bringing this one lineup but i didn't find the movie really had that much dialogue that no. kind of played at that level maybe maybe in this no i was i was just speaking of that that whole uh you you're not so big yeah uh you, you know i thought you'd be bigger and what that was in reference is to because he's got that small chisel body where you talked about commando where the guy you know and arnold schwarzenegger he's just super huge and you know like oh you, it, that's where he's a little bit different and that's why i'm saying it's a little bit more geared to the women to bring them in with those those glistening body shots of his and his butt as he gets out of bed and you know and and the 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 gratuitous six pack uh, you know pube shot from Sam Elliott which you know everybody swooned um, <laughs> you know it, it's it is what it was and and it's like and it's not I mean it's not definitely not a movie you know that everybody's gonna love whether male or female it's it but it's it's gonna hit a certain audience perfectly and it's gonna turn off a perf you know a, a bunch of people you know just the same so well i i think i think there's so much in this movie that represents the 80s that you can you, you know <laughs> you yeah. can't capture these days anymore maybe to a direct to video you know video on demand what, what are they what are they called vod i don't know whatever the, the movies are that yeah. don't make it to the screens anymore which is you know probably 95 percent of the movies go straight to direct uh direct to streaming but um but it's it's you you can't this this is something that it's almost like the you know the last year of the 80s they were able to capture yeah. something so potent that just belonged <laughs> in the 80s capture it in a way that said you know if we want to go back in a, in an hour in a time capsule and view what the 80s was all about this is a perfect representation because it has value at the same time it's it's hard it's hard to, to swallow sometimes oh well, okay so the the story is ridiculous now i i don't know about you i, I would say out of the two of us there's more likely that i've been in a bar fight than you and i can say sure. i've actually never i've never been in a bar fight now this this makes it seem like if you go into a bar there's 90 percent chance that you're going to get into a fight you know in, unless it's you know got a a super cooler you know there to take care of everything Right. So um, that's where I thought this was a little, you know, it, it, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, then the next part is, too, is the lack of police presence in this entire film until the very end. Until the very end. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, 
everything like the the you know I, the main think, Wesley, Brad Wesley. I right, think the, the idea, yeah, I think the idea was he had the police in his in his pocket, and so, but but why? And then that may be why they showed up at his house because that's the only house they're protecting. Sure. No. But but why? Okay, so you go a town I'm over and you go it. like I'm defending it. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> no, no, that's actually a lot of people said that, and and yes, it is stated in there that he's got the police in his pocket. But yet, there's some high level shit that call to the FBI is going to go way beyond. I mean, this guy, in, in he is a medium sized fish in a small town. Okay, Brad Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, but he is still really just a, a medium sized fish in a small town. He's not, you know, he's not really a mover and shaker like he, he pretends to be. I, I He's one of my least favorite parts of this thing. He just, everything about him screams like this guy is not as bad as he thinks he is. He's a fucking punk. He's a bully that people are afraid of because it's a small town and nobody stands up to him. Like, personally, that, that first scene where we catch him driving and swerving across the road and, and uh, Dalton's driving down the road in his beater... Should have just nailed him. Right. It's a beater. <laughs> Fuck it. That just nail it. I would have sped up. I mean, it's just there's there's so much to this that is is that point of dis- disbelief. But in the same instance, I love this movie so much because of Dalton's character and the way he portrays him. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about the the three rules, or we haven't talked about it yet. But he talks about his three rules. Where it's you know um, always uh, never underestimate your opponent. Always expect the unexpected. And then be nice. Rule, oh, that's rule rules one. to live. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's rule one. Take it outside, right? Don't 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 start shit in your in your own bar, which is is another rule. Now you can you can take these all as life lessons too, right? Always uh, ex- expect the unexpected uh, as a life lesson in everything, right? Don't go into things expecting everything to go your way or perfectly. Always, and be able to roll with those punches, right? Roll, roll, roll with the changes. Something that I struggle with myself, um, and I know probably uh, you know a large portion of the population probably struggles with is is dealing with change. So perfect thing. Uh, take it outside. Now, if you take this into regular life, it means you know you don't you don't don't shit in your own bed. Don't don't uh, you know? Don't start shit in your own house. Take it outside, like move the drama away from where your safe place is, where your family is, where your home is. You know, make make sure that you're you're dealing with the crap in a, in an area that's away from your. It, it also gives you the opportunity to not make snap judgments or to not make impulsive uh, decisions that are going to get you in trouble. It gives you a, a a moment to evaluate as you move to the location you're going to. Correct. So, so I think I think there's value in that. Yeah, it's a good life lesson. Yeah, and then we get the we get the last one is be nice, <laughs> right? Be nice, and that's just a simple statement, right? It's like this is the one that I think so many people need, especially today. I, and this is something that I think has changed from the the, the 80s to now, where we didn't need to hear this as much in the 80s as we do now. People nowadays need to learn to be fucking nice. Like there is so many people that attack everybody that outside of I, their their thought frame, their their personal bubble, whatever it is, you know. One of the things though I find with the be nice is, is people think you're patronizing them. It's like uh, you know cuz cuz that's that's um 
you know, you say something to someone and people get upset because you come across as elitist or something like that. That's your, that's your definition. That's, that's, I'm trying to be nice by explaining something to you, but I am instead <laughs> putting you putting in your place. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if that translates well. One of the things that I liked those lessons, I was hoping for a better representation of that as the movie progressed. It didn't seem you're, like- You're right, you're right. It seemed like, at least in act two, I didn't find even in act two that that played out. Well, it almost seemed like we saw that at the original bar where he took it outside and he played nice and that was fine. <laughs> and they, and you know, they cut him and he didn't feel pain. So, uh, so that was all fine. He sewed himself up. Um, pain but, don't hurt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, and I, and I, and when he was saying those lines, I thought, Oh, this is interesting. I, 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 I was hoping that we'd see that play out in act two. Uh, we got a little bit of it. We got a little bit of it. When, when know. the girl dances on the table, Right. Okay. And this is when he tells when he tells the first, you know, the the bouncer to go over and take care of it. You know, and it's it starts off kind of slow and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he's he's like, Sir, can you you know and so I get what he's trying to do and I understand your point where it can be patronizing, but I also think it's just in general, don't jump to conclusions about people. Be nice it's like treat everybody as 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 an equal in that way that like how you would want to be treated. And that's, that's what we'll, I get out of the be we'll, nice. We'll do it in a non patronizing way. Cause I think a lot of people, yeah. I think a lot of people define nice as patronizing. They, 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 they speak to someone like I'm being nice, you know, and they, and they do it in a way that's, that's very, <laughs> very annoying, but it's like, I'm keeping my volume down. I'm speaking, you know, you're, and then, well, that and, is and being then, patronizing, and, but and then, I mean, if and then just... they're holding a cell phone in your face and, and posting your reaction because, because they yeah. know that they're trying, they're they're doing everything to push your buttons in a very calm. Right. So so I think I think <laughs> I think I think the internet has created this, you know, oh for sure this beast of I'm going to play nice and just show what how well and and push your buttons in a very calm and collected way. So here's here's see what here's the other side of that rule though. Here's the other side of that rule is he says be nice until it's time not to be nice. Yeah. No, I. He owns it, and, then, and I think that's that's better. That's better. You be nice, and then when it's not time to be nice, yeah, you kick the shit out of him because yeah, it's time. Well, and but, that's what it is. But you so take it's, it it's, outside because there was that one time when he just kind of yeah. nodded his head, and they all like went. You know, they had that big internal fight that in the bar. Well, that was that that was when the guy the guy came in with the boot knife, right? Yeah, Which right. it was funny. There there was a podcast I was listening to on, and they went on for about forty five minutes about boot knives. Like literally over the top, just ridiculous, like boot knife shit. And it was funny, but it was like, okay, this joke was good for about 15 minutes. Uh, we're on minute 35. You guys need to get on with this shit because I'm tired of it. it. I mean, it was funny, but I thought that was great because he literally was like, he didn't, he didn't take it outside because they stopped him at the door and I loved it. The guy kicks at him. He fucking catches that leg and just works him afterwards. This is this is one of my favorite fights in this in this actual movie. Is that fight where where the they it's kind of like four on four essentially. One out, but it's not your favorite, right? Your favorite is at the river. I I'm kind of torn on okay. that. Okay. There's there's parts of it I kind of like groan. It's it's fight Whoa. dancing, but I mean it is it is cool. Okay, I, I will say this right now, and I hate the fact that they did this. The the whole rip his throat out shit, I thought that was wrong. 
I, okay, like I'm okay with saying he killed a man, and and yes, they made the rumor he ripped his throat out. But you know what? He should have just he should have just hit him in the trachea. It would have had the same fucking effect. You break his trachea, he's fucking gonna he's gonna die. But I'm gonna say it's probably impossible for someone to grab someone's throat and rip it from their skin with their bare fingers. It did seem that this movie took a lot of opportunities to what you might say jump the shark. You know, the ripping yeah. the tricky up, the taking the big uh, the four wheel drive and just you know taking out. That's the a whole... that was an actual Bigfoot. That was an actual Bigfoot truck from the '90s. It was uh, I believe Bigfoot Seven is what uh, I heard. Yeah, and so they said they like was... actually. You know, it was like a $500,000 shot where they actually took out a bunch of cars that... um, Yeah, I hated that scene too. That bugged me. (laughs) And I'll tell you why after. (laughs) Um, But it it seemed like they pushed things to 11 as... Oh, for sure. ...in in many opportunities. And and certainly the ripping the trachea out was was one of those. That was why I didn't like that. And to me, it was just like, okay... um, I believe Dalton's a badass. I believe he can probably kick some ass. He's probably fucking pretty strong. He's probably a good... There is no fucking way that he's going to rip a trachea or rip a fucking throat out of the skin. Kelly you know I mean? Kelly Lynch, who played the, you know... The doc. Dr. Elizabeth Clay, um, uh, she was on, on, on set for that scene, and she laughed when they did that. They had to... They had to... <laughs> They had to, I don't know, redo it or something. There was something in the in the behind the scenes that said she got in trouble because she was laughing for that scene. Laughing. All right, I, I want to I go into this before I forget about it. So uh, I watched a, a YouTube clip, and I had heard this in multiple podcasts. They talked about uh, Kelly Lynch. So uh, her husband is good friends with Bill Murray. Bill Murray, right? yes. Yeah. And <laughs> so apparently, great. this day, so this, I saw the video, it was from 2017, so only like five years ago, four or five years ago. She's aged Bill, well, too. She's she, she still looks nice. She was buff as fuck in this video. I was like, <laughs> God damn, girl. Um, so uh, she, she, her husband gets calls from Bill Murray and the rest of the Murray brothers, apparently. Which is like, she he, says it's like 500 brothers. You know? Yeah, she, I think she said like 200 in the, in the video I saw. Okay. She's right. like, there's like 200 of them. Well, and I'm exaggerating goes, her exaggeration. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is she goes, and there's, there's also a sister who's a nun, but she hasn't got into it yet, which I thought was hilarious. And That's so anytime... Anytime the the Bill the the Murray brothers see Roadhouse, they call her husband, and I, I was trying to pull it up real quick. Um, he's a he's a director, I believe, or or someone someone famous. Who's this? Um, what? Uh, Kelly Lynch's husband. Oh. Um. Uh, I was trying to think, find his name real quick. Oh. But uh, he. <laughs> so the idea is that they call him, they call him up, and uh, like, and, and go into the Bill Murray from Caddyshack voice. And like, yeah, um, uh, I see your wife here is having uh, sex with uh, uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Uh, he's she's 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 up against some bricks, and he's uh, giving her the business. You're, so, you're doing the Caddyshack voice. That's awesome. <laughs> of course I am. Of course you got to. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it. But I was just like, that's so. I mean, and and the funny thing is, is she's like, she's like, it's funny. She goes, we really laughed the first time. And it just got, it gets old. She's like, they'll call, like, I guess he called from Russia one time. Yeah. (laughs) 
And and Baby so she watched like, the same interview. That's great. And she goes, <laughs> the thing that pissed me off more than anything was the time difference because it was like three in the morning or something like that at their time. And and you know, and it's Bill Murray, and you're like, what are you gonna do? Hang up on Bill Murray? Hell no, he's a fucking legend. But it's just like, I to me that is so funny, and it's one of those. That's such a strong running joke. I swear to God, I hope to God he still does that. Uh, I, you know, if I could ever get his number, I would fucking do it. I would call him up and like, uh, yeah, this is uh. <laughs> it's just, it's so hilarious, and and she laughed about it, so I thought that was great. She is a knockout in this. She she does an incredible job in this in this, um, you know movie as far as her role i i, I her, I, her her believability was so much there uh okay okay um that so so this movie can't and i say okay because i don't know if i <laughs> i mean the the first scene where you don't she, agree well when she was a doctor i thought oh my god they're trying to i mean he was the philosopher she was a doctor i thought that was kind of there were there was something kind of silly about that it's like they were trying to validate their who where their origin you know i oh i practice philosophy i practice medicine you know it made them a good pair i okay i see okay. I, I see i see but to me i thought it was it was a little over it, it was here's what i saw she's a doctor in a small town and a hot fucking dude shows up in her hospital shirtless <laughs> okay it doesn't, it doesn't feel pain, so if you went, we're gonna get our. I mean, she she's looking at like the possibility. She is also a a medium to large fish in a very small town. Her prospects of like partners are very slim, right. and and and. And if she's and a so this guy, and he doesn't feel pain, then they're a good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. That's even better, because he does slam her against them bricks. Maybe she is, you know. <laughs> Which so, she also went on in that interview to talk about that she had padding behind her. Uh, yeah, so she I saw the end her back when he slammed her against the the wall. <laughs> yeah. I, so I she was talking about in her, in an interview where she went from this movie and I don't know if it was she went from another movie to this movie or this movie to the other movie. Uh, yeah, I think drug, it was the, drugstore cowboy. Drugstore, yep, yep, yep. So, so drugstore cowboy was a movie that I saw in the at the end of the eighties, and I know because. I studied it in film school. This was a movie that we actually. Uh, oh. I was I when I was in cinematography, uh, cinematography class. We recreated some scenes from Drugstore Cowboy. I remember uh, this was a big deal, and this is a Gus Van Sant movie. Who's I think he he did good. Did he do Good Goodwill Hunting or? Uh, I think. I don't know. You're the IMD Steve. Yeah, I think you. he did Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> um, but anyway, this was a heavy movie, and it was so interesting. When she said that, she said, you know, she went from this movie to, to Drugstore Cowboy. I went, oh, my God. What a, what a, what a you know, when you look at two, Change, two yeah. ends of the, of the spectrum, you know, where, where you, and, and she said she has fans that, you know, res, you know sit, come up to her and say how much they like Drugstore Cowboy, and other fans that say how much they like Roadhouse. Roadhouse. She likes the fans that like both. And I thought that was brilliant. And and I don't know. I mean, I think there's some fans that like Roadhouse because it's because of its 80 what it represents is the 80s, you know, where they can laugh at it, where they it's it's one of those that it's it it's something that they can point to and 
you know, call it out for its how ridiculous <laughs> it is. And there's some people that really get behind it. And it sounds like you're getting more behind some of the Patrick Swayze philosophy that it brings. So here's here's it's funny. I just thought about this when you, when you were talking about this. So if someone came to me and said they can't stand Roadhouse, they think it's a horrible film. Uh-huh. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a hard time being a friend with that person because they're taking life too serious. Okay. Or, or their film, what they watch in films is like too like ingrained in like, oh my God, it has to be this. This is what I get from critics, right? They, it's like, right. No, they, I, I know this, exactly where you're going. Yeah. Okay. This is not trying to be fucking Shakespeare. This is not trying to be, this isn't trying to win Emmys or Oscars or whatever it would be. You know, uh, it, it, it's playing its role. It's doing a, fighting macho guy you know in a bar i mean he's a cooler he's the premise of this is the guy's the best fucking bouncer in the world i mean who who's gonna put that on a resume i'm like oh my god dude you're fucking awesome like yeah i mean it's a bouncer there's bouncers all over the i mean it's 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 got to be tongue-in-cheek, and you've got to be able to sit back and turn off your your brain for a minute and go okay just enjoy what it is Enjoy the fight scenes for what they are. Enjoy the philosophy that he brings to it because he's he's a, a, a scholar philosopher that likes to kick ass. It, it's interesting how it reminded me of movies from my youth that I was attracted <laughs> to. I think I mentioned Commando. Um, you know, some of these movies that that if I were to look at now, it just seems like, oh, my God, there's something so other world in these you know this is not reality this is something that is right that is that is takes you far far away and you really have got to accept that and put yourself there to say i don't care if you know he's can't feel pain or i i, yeah. I, I don't care that i see sam elliott's pubes and and uh <laughs> and, they, and they you know and sam elliott cunt, pet catches uh, Dalton's punch oh, in the air, but, you know, and, and, you know, oh, that was good. That was good. That was <laughs> but, a good moment. You know, I love that. Well, but it, but there, there's, there's parts of me that kind of go, Oh my God, this is so ridiculous. And I have to separate myself from that and, <laughs> and say, you know what, let's, let's look at this and just, and, and just enjoy it. I don't, it's not easy for me to do. So, so I'm a, <laughs> I'm a friend to you, you, I don't want you to, to be, to, to defriend me because yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I'm trying to respect well, wait, what you, this. But what? I'm saying, like people that say, like, "Oh my God, this is the worst movie, horrible movie." Like you, there's points of this that you can say that, okay, I enjoyed that. I I appreciate this. I don't know what it was going for. I don't I don't know if it was taking itself seriously. Part of me thinks it really was. I think it's a I think it's a representation of what the '80s meant to people, and they were trying to tap into a lot of that energy. Uh, you look at Top Gun, and a lot of people give Top Gun shit for that volleyball scene. You know, I okay, think this yeah. whole movie represented that volleyball scene at times. You know, there was so really much... so. You... Okay, that's funny. Um, I, I'll but, go into that in a second. But, but I liked Top Gun, so um, interesting. Know, okay, so at the time, but I but I saw Top Gun in the '80s. You know, I didn't see Top Gun. Okay. You know, Maybe I, that's I haven't why. seen it in a long time. So I, I've evolved. Movies have evolved, and so it's hard to, it's hard to, um, you know, you know. When I watched this, I didn't expect it to be so. Uh, 80s. 
<laughs> so two, um, so I, I, I'm trying to, there's something two dimensional about it. There's something, uh, Oh, for sure. It yeah. is not a, it is not a classically directed or written movie. I'll give you that 100%. This is not the top of the, the cream of the crop, not yeah. the top writer. The lines are, are cheesy and, and bad. The I writing think, is not great. But I don't, I don't know if I expected it to be as cheesy as it was. So, oh, okay. So I, so at the same time I could, if, if you were to sit down and watch it again, I'd want to be there because I'd want okay. to enjoy it with you. You know, that, <laughs> that's the kind of movie it is for me. It's, it's one that, oh yeah, I don't know if I'd sit down and watch it again, but I'd love See, to, me, okay. to, to enjoy it with someone who's really enthusiastic about it. Now you brought a great point. So I, I remember watching this several times in, in probably 89, um, 90, 91, several times, you know, it, it was one of those ones when it came on TV, it was kind of a hard thing to walk away from for me because it, it just, there was lots of parts of it I really liked. And like I said, I don't remember the there me being as many boobs in it as there was. <laughs> and maybe that's because I watched it several times on, on network TV or, or, you know, some of the TV shows where they cut a lot of that out. Um, but you said that you, you, this is a, um, Top Gun is a much more representation for you and or, or enjoyable film for you. And and I wonder if that's because you watched it back then, where if this, yeah. if you had watched that back then, it might've had that same effect because- You're Absolutely right. That's, I don't know. I, I can't dis decipher. I heard a lot of people talking shit about, because Top Gun came out very soon after this, I believe. Or, was or right after? before. I think it was before, yeah. It might've been before, but a lot of people were saying how much, how much more toxic masculinity was in Top Gun compared to this and how how way over the top Top Gun was compared to this. And it's funny, I, I agree with you. Uh, I remember Top Gun very fondly. I haven't watched it in a long time. 86, um, so it was, I, a, it was a couple years before, yeah. Okay, so I, I do remember it fondly also because remember watching it and it is one of those, you know, it's like, oh, it's very, you know, it, it is, it's machismo and, oh, and, you know, you know, we got Top Gun, the new one, Maverick, coming out. I think it's released already. I think it's out now. It's um, Wednesday. I think it, I think this is the week, so it might is be. It, is it, I, okay, I thought it was last week. It might be this oh, week. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the uh, <laughs> states like I used to before oh, the pandemic. I was going to say, I thought you would have been, like, at the theater buying the tickets the day they released. Uh, yeah, but yeah. anyways. No. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you love you some Tom Cruise. I, you know, you guys are about the same height. Uh, wait, you might have a couple <laughs> inches on him. I, 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 let's take that back. Um, but no, I just. I, I've got a couple inches on him. He's, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a couple inches on them. <laughs> Anyways, I just I understand that aspect, and and yes, and and that's where I think where nostalgia does come into the enjoyment of this. Yes, if if you're watching this for the first time in this in this time frame, you may have a hard time with it because attitude changes, movie changes, uh, the the ideas of what movies were about. Like I said, this is very much. Um, it's a very much an '80s movie. It's got the the gratuitous boob shots. It's got the 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 cheesy one-liners. The the fight scenes were pretty decent, um, and and stuff like that. But it does have an Thanks underlying story Jet, that, yeah, right. And and I think well, and it's also uh, the actors. There were no stuntmen in this. The the actors did yeah. all the 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 stunt work, and I thought that was incredible. I thought that was really cool. Um, matter of fact, uh, um, we were talking about her earlier. 
Kelly Lynch was talking about how impressed she was with with all them doing their own stunts that when she was on Charlie's Angels that she wanted to do her own stunts and she was able to do all but like one or two because she really wanted to push herself because of what these guys did in this movie and I thought that was incredible so uh, it's one of those things. It's th There's so much about this movie. One of the things I want to talk about, uh, this was also a movie that was originally designed to be, I want to say, three-plus hours, right? And it had that many cutscenes. It got oh, it down yeah. to under two hours. So I, I read somewhere, and I, I can't find it again, but it was something like this. This is, this is one of those movies that had, at the time, was the uh, most cutscenes or deleted scenes uh, of any other film. So there's like an hour of cut, for, you know, uh, the the trailer has multiple scenes that aren't in the movie, um, you know, and it's one of those kind of funny things. But it's like there's so much backstory for characters, side characters in the in the, the cut scenes that it's like if we actually ever got that, it might be a, an entire different movie. Oh, shit. They that's something I would love to see. So I, me too. I know the extended edition. It's like it's like screw Lord of the Rings. We, Let's see. Roadhouse. We need the Zack Snyder. We need Zack Snyder to get a hold of Roadhouse. You know, so many people would be on board with that just because there's such a right. following of like you know sorority houses that watch this for their for their Friday movie night every weekend. Did you know? You know? There, there's uh, police departments that actually used uh, the three rules scene uh, as training. Um, and I, I found that amazing. I was like, well, okay, I get it. Okay, let's 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 put that into action. Yeah, be nice. You know, go into things go into things with the, the intention that everybody is innocent and everybody is going to be cordial and and keep that until they prove not and then do what you got to do. Um, I did want to bring up one person in this that I don't know why I remember so much more like interaction in this movie with her, but uh, uh, Kathleen uh, uh, Willahoyt, who plays Carrie, she's the bartender that talks to him in the very beginning. Asks oh, she him about looked familiar. She looks a little familiar. I'm, I'm serious, and I'm like, I remember her for so much, much more of this movie than she really was in. And she's up on stage singing, and I was like, why do I remember so much more of her? And maybe it was because her personality seemed so cool in this that it was like I wanted more. I, like, I, I did, it's, too. I thought at, at the beginning, I thought they represented her in, a, in kind of a negative way, and then they tried to backtrack that. I. Oh, see, I thought she was just that happy-go-lucky. She's that one person that that's always happy at work. She's always talking and smiling and, and inviting everybody in and, and asking you about your day. She's that person at work that you're you're okay seeing in the morning before you had your coffee because she's usually a pleasant person, and, and you know, did, she's always out for the best of everybody. Did you find out if she was in anything else? Uh, she's been in a few things, but not a lot. Uh, it says The Edge, Roadhouse, Murphy's Law, and Color of Night are the are the big ones. Uh, she was in Yellowstone, which I watched. I didn't recognize her in there, um, but I wasn't looking. Um, but she's still acting to this day. But it was just one of those I remember closely. Like, like why was she not? I I seem to think she was in so much more. Did you so, Did you uh, hear? As you mentioned Yellowstone. Did you hear that uh, they're doing uh, like a like a prequel with Harrison Ford yeah. and oh well like they a, did one or no they're doing another one um, oh okay no um 
Harrison Ford, really? Harrison, Interesting. I'm gonna look it up now. Well, I know. I mean, well, Sam Elliott is in is in the um, the 1883, which is the the current one that's out as a prequel, um, which is kind of like a. And Helen Mirren, years. yeah, the Har- Harrison Ford, and Helen Mirren, 1932. Um, okay, so they're doing like after they're, the 18. They, yeah, they're picking another time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Sam Elliott, right? We're right in the middle of that 1883 uh, right now, and uh, Sam Elliott is a is a Sam Elliott character in there. He's very good. He looks. He like doesn't. A he doesn't guy. play anything other than a Sam Elliott character. I, in fact, I watched Whoa. an interview with him, and they asked him. I said, you know, they asked him. They said, do you do you bring yourself to the role? You know, he was like, yeah, that this is who I know how to play, and so that's maybe it's not that. He's a fucking but... cowboy at heart. Oh my god, he's a cowboy at heart. I know. Did, I know. Did you ever watch the ranch? Did you ever watch the ranch? Uh, with, that's uh, with uh, Ashton Kutcher and yeah. I I think and, I saw an episode. I didn't see much. Oh my that. god, it's like five or six seasons. That's a good watch. It's fun, okay. and he is great in that. He is. If if I'm gonna be a grandpa. I want to be like him. He is a hard-ass grandpa, but he's also kind of cool. Well, to me, uh, Tombstone is the epitome. And then you got Val Kilmer oh, and Kurt right, Russell. Yeah. And uh, uh, who's the who's the? That's the movie that's, that's that's the movie that set the stage for mustaches. Like oh, that is the most mustachey. Yeah, but Sam, but Sam Elliott didn't have to do a thing. You know, he just brought his Sam Elliott. And... He, he just showed up with his mustache and said, yep, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup? Nope. Okay, we're good. <laughs> nope. Nope. Got the mustache. I'm good to go. <laughs> um, so in, all right, in, let's... in Big Lebowski, uh, they they wrote the role. They they In the script, they put a Sam Elliott type. And, oh, uh, nice. you know, he, he, he narrates it. He has just a very small role, but uh, but it was considered a Sam Elliott type. So so that's how they and then and then they they called him up and he said, sure. You know, so I love it. I love it. I, I, I think Sam Elliott, it's a great character. Uh, I think he's a great actor. Uh, the Wade uh, Wade Garrett, which is he is the badass. Right. So Patrick Swayze is 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 the bad in this movie. But I mean, we get earlier in the show where um the the Marshall T uh, character um, Jimmy uh, he's the the bar owner he says I'm looking for I'm looking for a cooler and, and he's like well you know Wade Garrett's the best and he goes Wade Garrett's getting old and I thought that was hilarious and then we get he shows up and it's just when he shows up it is so fucking awesome like when I, he walks I, in back back up a little bit to to when he shows up at the bar to to kind of entice a scrawny little shit well he entices dalton and i was part of me was like you know it all it takes is just like 500 bucks and whatever you know whatever the deal was for him to just bail on his job what does that say for the how loyal he is to what he's doing i i, I thought it was 5000 up front 500 a day, a all week. medical expenses. A week. It wasn't 500 a day. I don't think it was. I think it was 500 a day. No, it was 500 a week. But. Ooh. Well, that's a that's a well, good we're question. We're talking 89. But but my point was, what does that say about how easy it is to buy someone off and move them on? I mean, how dedicated are you? If 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 you sign up for a gig, you know there there needs to be something about about you know your loyalty to that at least for a certain amount of time 
I, I wish they had addressed why he was so easy to just like bail onto this other guy, you know, and because say, like, he had already because he had already did everything he needed to because that 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 I place wish, was. I wish they wrote that into the script a little better. It seemed like I think they did. Just, like, I think they did. I I. Well, I so I'm a more proficient movie watcher than you apparently because I was able to read that. Well, I got I got to warn you. I finished my drink and this drink <laughs> kicked my ass. This I don't know this overproof <laughs> rum along with the the black rum and the gold <laughs> rum, all the different types of rum. I'm feeling it, so I'm gonna go go to my water here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I the way I took it was is that he he had completed his job of fixing the the nightclub or whatever it was the bar in new york right he he had done his job he he had them to the point where they could handle everything right i mean that's right the guy was the guy that he fights there was really only there to take a chance at him right he literally was there to to fight him because he thought he could take him and, and what did dalton do he fucked him up right well actually no he didn't even do anything he just took him out just just walked him out and left him out. Uh, it's later on where he grabs the knife, which I, I really enjoyed, and I wanted to talk about that in a second. Um, so, I, you know, you're talking about loyalty, which is funny because one of the other things I was uh, at uh, Bottle Barn today, our local uh, non-sponsored sponsored, um, uh, house of alcohol, uh, they had tasters of um, a cider, or I get, not a cider, I guess it's a um, oh, oh, wait, I was, I was there today too. When was this? I got there about five. I was there about three. What the hell? There was a very nice looking woman who was giving out samplers in a very slim orange dress that was very uh, enticing. Okay. And she, she offered me she offered me free alcohol and I was not going to turn it down. So I said, hells yeah, I'll try that. Wait, and so uh, you, the way you described that, you made it sound like it was the nice slim dress and the enticing I'm just saying woman. she was she was very attractive. Okay. Very nice looking and she had a very tight slim dress on. That's fair. That's fair. That's And she did the best thing ever. She offered me free samples of alcohol. <laughs> We're talking about Roadhouse. We tap into our <laughs> TNA desires. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh so uh it was it's loyal is the the or oh my god i'm gonna read this uh if i can read it, it Wait, is, are, are um, you are you uh are you trying to to sponsor i'm trying to read the can i'm trying okay. to read the can i'll let you know what happened it's loyal nine collections or cocktails i'm sorry loyal nine cocktails and it's a uh loyal lemon lemonade uh uh seltzer it's a vodka and lemonade so give me a sample of this. It is one of the best seltzers uh, I've ever had. It tastes exactly like a Meyer lemon lemonade. Like there is no vodka flavor in it, and it's a 9% alcohol. I was like, hells yeah, I'm getting a box of those. So, uh, yeah, I just I, – I was really excited with it. Um, and uh, you know, to our, all our listeners, I will I will attest to the fact that Noah looks really – serious and genuine with with this review i don't think this is all about <laughs> the attractive woman i think yeah. this is i think this is really no, I, something he enjoys so i so. i literally was i was i love lemonade it's one of my favorite drinks 
And uh, when I had this seltzer, it doesn't taste anything like a White Claw or any of those other weird ones. It literally tastes like a uh, Country Time lemonade. <laughs> it's freaking delicious. So I uh, just one of those things. I thought it was fun, and and she gave me a shirt and a um, like a bottle opener. We should send a little clip of this podcast to their company and say, "Hey, will you sponsor us? We'll like uh, drink your drink every time." <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I I, I almost, well, I was wearing my my. How he sees it? What are you drinking tonight? Well, I happen to be drinking <laughs> the same thing I did last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it was funny i i i i was wearing my shirt but i was like i, I should have said it. i was like well i'll probably talk about you tonight but i didn't uh because it wasn't about that no uh i just she offered it to me i was like oh this is really cool uh one of the things i thought because me and my wife are both trying to uh cut down on um sugar uh added uh drinks and stuff like that and this is one that they they add no extra sugars to it's super good it's, uh very incredible lemon flavor uh but it's loyal lemonade um by the nine or loyal nine uh cocktails so yeah if you see it out there give it a shot it's really it's really worth it i uh, hope you like that free plug um i was trying to look up uh, how much uh, uh dalton made i wanted i could have swore he said five thousand up front and five hundred a night but uh i'm not i thought it was 500 a week but yeah yeah but, uh, but anyways i mean so my my thought immediately was that he uh he had finished what he was doing um at the one that the one place so he was he was open to go to the other and that's what it was it and you know that's what that's what these coolers do is they they move from bar to bar you know they're they're basically the uh what is, what's the show that they got out now, like a bar, bar savior, or where the, where the guys come in and our bar is all fucked up. We're going under and like, oh, we're going to save your bar. It's like, you know, it, it's kind of like the early, early thing of that, but it's only when they're really fucked up and, and uh, doing the dumb shit. So <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. I, I, um. I really enjoyed this movie growing up, and, and so I enjoyed watching it again. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, because I'd seen it, it didn't survive the phone test as well as some of the others might have because I knew what was going on, so there's times I looked away. But I really I really enjoyed Patrick Swayze as, as Dalton. I think he did an incredible job. I think he looked the part. He, he, he had the body 100%, for sure, right? He... Uh, he, he uh, one guy uh, on a podcast um, kind of said he was more like a um, what's it called uh, uh, Bruce Lee style body, right? That smaller guy, really toned. I see that. Quick, yeah, sure. Quick cat like movements. <laughs> you know what I really liked was was his uh, little farm um, loft. Oh my god, I want that place. Right. Right. I mean, it, it's funny for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it was. What was it? It was more than that. No, it was a hundred. He asked. He said, uh, "I thought it was a hundred a month." I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, "Can you afford that?" So he goes, "So here we are without talking about money." Without a, we're, he's making five hundred, I think, a week, and I thought that it was more like five hundred a month or something like that. I thought it was a little more than that. I thought, it was, but, but. But that's that's that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> that we're totally, completely in different places when it comes to money. Um, what? But that was a legitimately awesome place to hang out. 
even though he would sit there with his buckle undone and his shirt off and stare, <laughs> stare at the house across the street like a oh like no a he was, he was watching that he was watching that party he was watching all the the topless girls get thrown into the pool I yeah, mean that's true I he, he even turned, too. yeah <laughs> he turned his light off so they didn't know he was watching I mean he's not a he's not a dumb man he, he's definitely not a dumb man and it was five hundred a night uh, just so you know Steve um, I wanted to be clear on that five hundred a, a month. Five thousand up front, five hundred a week, or uh, five hundred a day, which gave him thirty-five thousand a week, or three hundred and fifty dollars a week. Oh so. wow! Okay, uh, I I had that wrong. Well, here I, it is. I, okay. The exact quote is five hundred up front, five hundred a night, and paid medical expenses. Five hundred a night. Shit. Yeah. For eighty-nine. I mean. Dude, I mean, but he is the best cooler in the business. And everybody in the bar business knows who he is. I mean, that's incredible because you can talk to someone today in a bar here in Santa Rosa and have them know who the bouncers are at another bar in Santa Rosa. So he, I mean, Dalton is known by everybody. So, I mean, he's that good. Right. <laughs> I, we, 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 had, we were trained by someone at, uh, at our uh, martial arts studio that was a bouncer. I wonder if uh, he had that reputation or not. <laughs> he actually, uh, it's funny, uh, I knew exactly what you're talking about. And that guy <laughs> offered me that job when he left. Uh, he ended up moving to um, Seattle for a job. And right. uh, he uh, he called me and said, hey, the guy that I used to work for was looking for some more bouncers if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to give my Friday and Saturday nights to babysit kids, uh, drunk kids. <laughs> uh, I mean, the possibility of getting a fight every once in a while was there. I mean, I was kind of like, that is kind of intriguing. But, um, yeah, no, I was good. I I, uh, I didn't need the extra money. Uh, didn't really need to give up my Friday nights uh, and Saturday nights because I'd rather spend those with my wife. Uh, right. And uh, so, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was not what I needed. Now, 20 years ago, I would have killed to be a fucking bouncer. Oh, my God, that would have been the shit. I would have been bouncing motherfuckers like a like nobody's business um so yeah it is it is it is ridiculous um you know we we talked about most of the characters in this uh we talked about uh dalton as patrick swayze as dalton kelly lynch as the doc sam Elliott as wade garrett uh ben uh gazara as uh brad wesley the main bad guy um marshall teague was uh was jimmy the 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 bar owner who who hired now there's a couple others we haven't really talked about that did an incredible job uh red west who played red webster who was um kind of uh the town voice essentially he was he was the guy who owned the uh, auto pot store that uh patrick quit swayze oh, goes right, into. Right. i loved his that character was kevin lynch's he, or Kel kelly lynch's um uncle uh, uncle right that 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 yeah, raised yeah. her right i think yep yeah, he, he was such a fun character. Super cool, super cool. Uh, there's also Julia Michaels, who played Denise, who was um, the main boobs, if you want to call it. The like blonde, She was the, the, one the hot the, blonde. The one that had the bruises when he went to... to uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, because she was, she wanted, she was flirting with, with Dalton. She she went up to him and said, hey, how about we go back to your house and fuck? It, I, it like, was, she straight yeah. up said it, and he's like, it was interesting because oh, okay. I think it wasn't in like the third act when 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 Brad Wesley shows up at the bar and she's with him and then she goes up and oh, starts dancing and part of me in the back of my head is that little kid from the eighties going oh man I wish she could just take her clothes off 
and she does. She's like, like oh, shit. <laughs> who does that? Who just like, who you, you know? Women okay. were treated like like little side oh. side whores that just like go up to on stage. Let's take off our clothes because that's what we're here for. Which which yeah. almost made. I think that's why it made Kelly Lynch's doctor character such an extreme opposite that it almost seemed a little silly, but. But anyway. Well, uh, yeah. Other than other than um, the doc and and probably Carrie, who was the other bartender, the rest of the women in this movie were not very smart. Were not very treated well. Were very much cattle, and, yeah. and I mean that in in the way that it sounds. She did. She she went up on stage, and yes, I was right there with you. I'm like, oh shit, she's gonna take them off. <laughs> and you know, and she does this strip tease where she covers up mostly, and then towards the end, you know. Her hands aren't always in the right place, and you start to see full boob and stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah. You know, that 17-year-old comes out again, and you're like, oh, my God, she's got great titties. Um, <laughs> and and it was. It literally was. And she talks about this movie and, and says it was a, a great start for her. She, she doesn't regret any of it. What and was I think her that's name? Awesome. That is uh, Julia Michaels. Okay, Denise. Julia Michaels. Gotcha. Yeah, she was in Roadhouse, Point Blank, uh, Point Break. She followed Patrick Swayze to that, which I think that's another movie we have to uh, check out. Uh, recently, in 2020, she was in Chick Fight, which I've heard is an incredible movie that we, we probably should check out. One Can of I days. admit that I haven't seen Point Break? What the fuck? <laughs> I've seen, I, you know, I saw Red Dawn. Oh, my God. I saw God. Dancing, so I, I, it's not like I'm avoiding Patrick Swayze. Oh, uh, my. But, like, but I know, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> It's like I have not I seen am it. an FBI agent. No, Come on, that like oh my yeah, we need to we need to put that one I, on the I list. I think too. I think there was a time in the eighties there were certain movies that I was a little adverse to and point Oh, I get it. I and get Roadhouse it. fit into that. I was just like, yeah. no, I'm not that interested in this style of movie. Um and I can see it. It puts me it. in a place that makes me feel a little embarrassed that I was. Well, I was, no, no, because at the time you were very much a uh, an art uh, movie guy, right? I was were, I was were, in film school you, in the yeah. Late 80s, so you you know so you were you were like all about no. I I have to watch art films. I can't watch this just dribble of of boobs and it's and funny. I action. went I went to the theater in the like 1990. I think that was when Silence of the Lambs came out, and there was a Julia oh, Roberts man. movie. There was a Julia Roberts movie that also came out called like Sleeping with the Enemy or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Something something like that. We saw a double feature of those, and I I mean Silence of the Lambs was was epic, but I liked the <laughs> other one, the Julia Roberts movie too, and I got teased no i mean everyone thought i was like you 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 liked that and they said oh you know it was like it was like they were blaming me for liking that because i had also seen silence of the lambs like i was saying it was better it's like no i just i was trying to say there's a there, there was something <laughs> there's room to like both yeah there's room to like i mean i do realize they're on completely different different levels but See? but but so these are the kind of, I mean, I'm not saying I was, I, 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 I supported movies that brought something even though they weren't at that level of. This is what I love about you, Steve, is even though you're a, a movie snob, you can <laughs> <Yes>. find, <laughs> find the grace in other movies that aren't like, I mean, this is why we, we work so well is because you have, you're on that side of like, you really look at the, the filming and the directing and the writing and stuff. And I look at the, 
the the guy stuff, the machismo and the, the blowing up and the bullets. The boobs. And, and, yeah, I mean, I love the boobs in movies. They're, they're, I mean, every movie should have boobs. I'm not. I, I mean, it's just what it is. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. Is that uh, realistically, someone that loves movies should be able to distinguish between, you know, classic, you know, very well written, well filmed stories and and enjoy that and then also be able to watch just a fucking you know machismo type movie that's all about blowing up and boobs and all that and <laughs> and enjoy it for what it is also because it's all entertainment right it's it's how you take it. it if if you come into it looking to be offended you're going into it for the wrong reasons if you I go into there, a movie yeah. go yeah if you go into a movie and going you know what i don't care what these motherfuckers do i'm gonna try and take the best out of it you're well, probably gonna enjoy it well, I, I think when you say looking to be offended, I, I think there's some movies that are made to be offensive. And I don't mind that. I don't I think that's okay as long as that's part of what it's about. So but there are some people that, that look at a movie and say, I'm offended, that makes it bad. I don't I don't think yeah. that's I don't think that's No, that. no, and that's what I meant, is is you go in looking at you you, you almost go in and go like well if it's not written like this proper you know everything is tied up nicely and all the lines are perfect you know and then it's like no 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 okay some like b movies they have they have their own genre we know they're bad going in we like trauma trauma videos right trauma movies and stuff like that the 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 trauma series they know they're bad and they own that shit and people enjoy the shit out of them now, it may not be for everybody, and that's okay. But to shit on them just because you don't enjoy that is is kind of a that's where I have a problem, and that's where like it's like if you don't like a movie because it's not up your alley, that's fine. But to shit on it just because of that is is a little little bad. I, I think the level of some people's offense to <laughs> right. to movies is what gets me. It's it's like. This movie was so bad, I'm offended, and that <laughs> and that becomes it's like wait a second, you know, if if this is a movie that has something to offer some people, and you're offended, that that gets a little over the top. I I, I totally understand it when someone watches a movie and says, you know, this isn't for me, this isn't my style, and it's that's fair okay, to, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fair to share your opinion and and to each his own, but. But when when they elevate their reaction to a level of I'm going to present myself in a way that's offended and I have, you know, I'm going to make a statement about this and put it on the chopping block and display it in a way that 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 uh, shows off me who I am offended by this movie that yeah. gets a little that gets a little ridiculous it's, it's that virtue signaling kind of like, oh, this was so offensive. I'm just, you know, and if you're on my platform, follow me. Uh, yeah, no, and that's what I, I, I fucking hate that shit. Uh, one of the things I... I know you do. <laughs> I really do. I really, And I hate it. I hate it on all aspects. Like, I don't... I'm not just saying, like, you know, uh, I'm going to go political on this because it's the easiest way to target it. I'm not saying it as a liberal or a conservative. If you're on either side of it and you're you're posting up because of, you know, that virtual signaling, you're a fucking douche. <laughs> like, state your 
pur purposes and for what it is and 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 understand that but don't just fucking virtual signal and that's what there's a lot of uh i want to go back into uh we talked about in the five or the three rules when he's talking about being nice uh steve one of the guys who also got fired for the fucking most oh god i i feel for the guy a little bit but i also understand it like he was uh he was doing the underage girl in, in on his break, right? You know, this is another one of those gratuitous sex scenes where, you That's know, right. we got an ass shot. We we got a little bit. Well, of, uh, we get we get a little boobs from her in the beginning, and it's a shift, and then you get a little bit of his butt, and not much of her, and then he comes in, he goes, "You're you you know you're you're fired," and he goes, "But I'm on my break." And he's like, "Well, stay on it." Um, so Steve, when when he was talking about his five rules about or three, God, why did I say five? Three three rules, and he says. Um, he's like, well, what if someone calls you a cocksucker? He's like, well, being called a cocksucker isn't personal. He's like, no, it's two nouns combined to uh, elicit a person or a prescribed response. And I was like, fuck, that's that's literally 90% of arguments, right? It's someone responding to you, trying to get your goat, right? Pushing those buttons. And then I love this yeah. one, though. He goes, well, what if someone calls my mama a whore? And he goes, well, is she? And I was like, <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you can say some untrue shit, and then yep, not yeah, don't don't let it bother you. Just and I was like, God damn, I mean, those are, those are rules to live by. Like that's if you want to stay calm, you got to prescribe to that shit. And uh, as someone that has not always done that, it is is something to strive for. And so, so where this may be a cheesy movie, there is some nuggets in it that are 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 golden. <laughs> you mentioned Steve. Oh. So I've got to I've got to kind of uh, offer a little <laughs> bit of my own Steve advice. And Steve is getting busy with with one of the employees back in the back. So oh no, that was one of the underage girls that he let in with a Sears card. Okay, well I'm not going to go there, but <laughs> in this book of Steve, that's called a candy order, and because uh, so I worked at Blockbuster, which is where I knew Roadhouse back back in the day. It was it was a movie on the shelf, but that's where I, I know where this. That's where I met my wife, and maybe I'm I'm trying to keep it down a little bit because I don't want to get in trouble for uh, mentioning <laughs> the fact that that we had a few candy Wait. candy orders. I had to go back and count the candy and place an order, and that became kind of our our signal for getting this 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 is with your wife, right? Not yes. Not, okay. Oh, I thought you were trying to hide it like you were doing candy orders with someone else. I was no. like, oh, oh no, this, this is this okay. Is, this is the introduction hey. of my. My uh, Dude, what, I I uh, understand. Twenty-seven year marriage, so uh, yes. I, I I fully understand. I know your wife. I would have been hiding gobstoppers and saying, "Hey, I think that I think the count is off. We might need to do this again." So fortunately, Dalton wasn't there to come discover us and say, "Hey, right, know, hey, keep hey, it, keep it up. I'm, you don't need look, to come back to work." <laughs> I'm I'm on my break. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think I think the big reason he did that, and and they didn't really state it too much, but I think it was more not that he was having sex on the clock or off the clock because he was on his break but because she was underage okay right. um and now and and then you know because uh they show the beginning of that scene her and her friend are are coming in and she's showing a sears card to the bouncer and he literally goes this is a sears card and that's when steve walks up and he goes oh no no i got this they're with me and then i was like oh you dirty dirt oh my god dirty, dirty. i mean i understand <laughs> i understand it i mean well he was also the one that had that great line he was like i get off at two third or two o'clock about a half hour later i'd like to be getting you off and i was like that's a good line that's a good line i mean i, I don't know is it really, <laughs> is it, really? it it is i mean if 
if you're at work and you're you're dealing with this every night, you know, you're just trying to you're just trying to get some strange on the way home, whatever. That's a that's a pretty good line. I mean, it's one of those things is is nine out of ten times it's not gonna work, but that tenth time, boo yow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, they have some great some great lines in this. Uh, there's also some super cheesy stuff, but it is it is one of the you know. It is what it is. It's it is an '80s, early '90s movie. Um, you know, it's not going to hold up to 2022 standards of, of you know whatever you know cancel culture. You can't say that shit. It, it's it. This would never get made today, and that's what I love about about the '80s. You know, the movies in the '80s, somewhat in the '90s, could never get made today. People would lose their fucking minds, <laughs> and. This is what's great about it is like we have these movies to go back to. Um, I, so I, have, I, I, I have Julie Michaels up on IMDb, who was the mm-hmm. the, the blonde that danced. Oh yeah, said, yeah. It said fans were fans will agree that Julie's performance opposite Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse was iconic and impossible for to forget. Her incredible graphic fight scene with Keanu Reeves in Point Break, and you know inspired oh, yeah, yeah. the new uh well it goes on I, I had to click a link to anyway i didn't realize that that she was in both of those um inspired the new york times to dub her the babe who nuked keanu so again, <laughs> i have not seen point break so uh maybe i'll have to check I, it I, out it's it's gonna be on the list uh we've got some open spots between our mcus and the uh, uh upcoming future so uh that will one will be on there because i I think we should do a Keanu month. I think we really should because he has so many good. You know, we haven't even. I, I know we talked about it originally. We were going to do the uh, the new Dave or uh, not Dave, Bill and Ted. I don't know why I said Dave. We never did Bill, Bill and Ted, Ted. Yeah, I started watching it. It was I didn't I didn't get very. I haven't good. seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it yet. I would love to. I think it would be fun to kind of do a a trio like like okay. just do all three kind of and put them all in together. I loved the first one. I didn't see the second one, so I didn't love it enough to watch that one. Um, but, uh, I, I, so, the the so first this, one's iconic. This Julie, uh, just just to kind of wrap Julie up, Julie Michaels. Michaels, she does have a movie from 2020, so she's continued to do movies, and it's called yeah. Chick, it's called Chick Fight. So, uh, so yeah, she's, that's one I said earlier. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that's actually I've heard that's actually really good. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I don't know what it was. I I uh, uh, Bella Thorne's in it. Um, I think it's Del- oh it's uh, Deluce alone. I'm probably messing up her first name. She was on um, uh, the podcast uh, All Fantasy Every uh, Everything, which is one that I listen to weekly, where it's uh, three major comedians uh, and some guests that that draft basically anything from pop culture. And she was talking about it, and I think that's where I looked it up from that. Funny, funny podcast. Like, if you're going to listen to any other podcast besides How We Seize It, between uh, Hero Movie Podcasts, which HMP, and uh, All Fantasy Everything, those are the two I would recommend. Um, just glorious. I, I would love to be in their realm any day. So, uh, but yeah, Chick Fight was uh, definitely... I, I think she did an incredible job. I, I, I thought she was... For her character in this movie, she killed what she did. She had the great dance scene. She looked <laughs> sexy as fuck through the whole thing. She had that full-on blonde bombshell uh, late 80s look. 
like hair hairstyles, hairspray. I mean, the 80s were on display in this movie. 100%. Yeah. The styles, the so people. Wasn't it, wasn't it that same scene when she was dancing that they, they isn't that when they broke into the big fight that you said might have been your favorite? When uh no so, no that was much earlier no that's where that's where the the douche uh boss boss man fighter uses the pull cue as yes. a bow staff well and not only no. that but he pole vaults himself over a using using one of the incapacitated bodies and like goes you know he pole vaults the, off a fat guy onto a stage <laughs> this is one of my least favorite fights of the whole thing and it's because of him and his bow staff pool stick yes. fight like like first <laughs> and, off and, and it was one of those things where patrick swayze when they cut to dalton and he does his nod i was really hoping he'd say like you know this is ridiculous take it outside or some somehow kind of put it down like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. let's not get yeah. into it and move it somewhere else um and and that's where i hoped he would do the take it outside rule well, what it started as is is he he gets uh, the blonde off the stage and he and he 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 basically gives her the fucking the finger by saying if you're gonna have a pet keep her on a leash, <laughs> and that's when he sends his little martial arts pet out there and the guy grabs a pull stick, which I'm not gonna say is not a good weapon, right? It's not really a bow staff though. There's one side that's nice and thick and that's good. The other side is really thin and breakable. And he's out there spinning it around, which, you know, very martial arts like. Poke someone's eye out. Come on. You know, we well, which is okay if that's what you're doing is is that your plan. But he's like hitting them with the 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 small end and it's not breaking out. It's kinda of like oh, come on. It's it's a little I just I I don't know. As much as I liked Patrick Swayze's martial artness in this movie. I did not like his counterparts, uh, bow staff form, uh, do the cartwheel off of the fucking uh, pole vault off the fat guy onto the stage. <laughs> I was like, "All right, there's the shark. You just jumped it, you stupid son of a bitch." I, 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 okay, maybe he was such an incredible bad guy because I hated him from moment one. Like, there's a scene where they're walking out of Red's uh, establishment and they, they do the evil eye at each other. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I mean, just this guy had the line, I fucked guys like you in, in prison, right? Which is like, okay, is is that a flex or what What are you trying to say? Like, I know. Uh, it, was, it was hard to, it was hard to which, step away <laughs> from the fact that, you know, there's, there's so much homoeroticism in that line. And it was, it was... <laughs> Going up to that line, I was saying, there's, there's a lot of homo homoerotic imagery in this movie. Looking at my wife going, is, is that what this is about? And then when he like says that line, it's like, oh, well, they just. They oh, wait, wait, just, no. They that one there. was the, <laughs> the one that was even worse to me was when uh, Wesley, he's, he's talking about his, his trophy room and he goes, he goes, yeah, I got everything in there, but your butt. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? Like you want his butt in there? What? What the hell? You mean you, you instead of having him? No, you you just said his butt directly. So I see where you're going with a little bit of that. I didn't see it as much in that. I thought it was more like an attraction. Like they really were trying to get those dirty dancing girls in there to go. Oh my God, Patrick Swayze is so cool. Yeah. And and I agree. I I think uh you know and and um we had Sam Elliott who was just incredible. Like you know he tells the guy he's like oh. 
you want to fight Dickless? He's like, well, I'm not sure not going to show I you sure my dick. Show you my dick. <laughs> and everybody in the audience go, oh, damn. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, he's going to kick his ass at least. Okay. But it was one of those things. It's like, uh, there's so much about the, I didn't, I didn't feel there was a, a homoerotic is hey vodka rocks what do you say you and me get nipple to nipple, nipple to nip <laughs> i like that line and i love her comeback because she's like i can do that by myself and and it's funny because i the the one i was listening to uh earlier where they were talking about um just different things that was very um woke essentially she's like is that even you know how she, she can't do that and i was like no i know some women who could you got big enough titties, you can get nipple to nipple on your. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. We both. We both like. Know. I mean. <laughs> I. I mean. I'm. I'm getting fat enough that I almost could. Okay. Well, I wasn't going there, but I was just thinking of our. No, no. Us, we both have. Both we, of our spouses we both, are. <laughs> we both have wives who could do that and yeah. have done that. Yeah. Uh, at least that I know of. So, um, yeah. I, I thought it was funny. I mean, there's also that, that there's another scene where it's another big bar fight. I think it's before Dalton really takes over the bar, and there's the goofy guy laughing at the bar, and the the waitress throws the the bottle and hits him in the head. There's there's some campiness to a lot of this too. They, but, um, you know, he has some good philosophy. You know, he says nobody ever wins a fight. I mean, that's oh for sure. There, there's something that's. Uh, important in that line but i don't think the movie necessarily exemplified that i think it went a different direction uh um, i think you're right well okay we're talking well let's talk about there's there's the three different phases of this movie the first two phases really stick with a lot of what his philosophy is when you say really... phase you mean like an act or like a act, first yeah, act, act second act third act okay yeah i mean i'm not a, i'm not a college you know graduate film student so i, I just call it phases okay okay <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't know I was being elitist with that. <laughs> little pinky out there. <laughs> okay. But uh, so what I was saying is in the first two acts for, for you uh, <laughs> film you. students out That's there, right. okay. <laughs> he, um, he really does emphasize the, the rules quite a bit. My wife's trying to distract me heavily on this portion of the Oh, the is she? Is she? She's welcome. She's to off like, camera, right? If she's welcome yeah. to get oh, on camera. He <laughs> says you can come on camera, if you want. but uh, and we're not on live on YouTube, so it's all good there. Uh, but anyways, I was saying that um, in that first two acts, I think he did a good, good job <laughs> dealing with uh, his rules. Um, and the third act goes somewhere completely else. He he goes he goes into almost like a Rambo like you know predator style this is where it, it flips the script and he and he he goes into a whole different you know genre of film where he's that revenge guy and you yeah know, no no rules matter and everything's and and to me really i i think the third act is my least favorite of all of it um because i really like the story up till that point i i, I mean heartbreaking uh you know if you haven't seen it, I don't know why the hell you're still listening to us. But uh, <laughs> when when Sam Elliott's, I'm just saying, you know, we we never say spoiler uh, warning, but the, our whole thing is pretty spoiler. Um, Wade Garrett, Sam Elliott's character, gets killed uh, right towards the beginning of the third act, and it's it's rough. That part hurts me a lot. And then that's when he kind of goes over the top. I mean, he treats 
treats Doc like shit, you know, he, he kind of the way he, he talks to her and stuff like that. And then his whole battle with the, the big boss and, and towards the end where it's, it's just like, there, there's something, there's something really off about it. It, you you talk about the, the third act being your least favorite. Did you find that when it finally resolved itself and they, you know, they take out the baddie in, in kind of this way and it seemed like from there it cut to a big celebration that almost <laughs> seemed inappropriate. It's like some pretty... You mean the swimming, the swimming in the pool, pond with the, with the dock? Yeah, it's like, hey, I just killed the bad guy. Let's go have sex in the lake. <laughs> That's um, some pinky out shit right there. Yeah, well, you know, especially since he was driven because his friend was killed in a pretty brutal way. And then, yeah, and it then was... it's like, oh, let's celebrate. You know, we killed the bad guy. Everything's good now. Let's have sex in a lake all naked. And, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, and I kind of agree with you. Some tunes at, at the well, roadhouse. So the other the other thing is a lot of people talked about is that the, the end point should have been when... He had the big fight with um, the 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 bad guys guy on the beach. I can't think of what his name would be. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I think, is the guy's Frank. name. Frank. Frank. Frank uh, Tillman. Tillman. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You're the one. No, no. Tillman. Yeah, we're, he fought the guy on the beach, right? Where he rips his neck out. I thought that was. Um, I don't know. He was he was fifth build, so I I just assumed that was him, uh, but I, I think be wrong. Jimmy. I think his name was Jimmy. Marshall Teagues, it was Jimmy. Um, okay. I think uh, you're 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 thinking Tillman was he's the boss guy. He's the, oh, you're he's right. The guy that you're right. Car. Marshall Teagues, the Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. So Jimmy, he sh that should have been the ending when he when he rips the neck out. That should have. I think that would a lot of people said that would have been a good ending. And I I kind of agree with them on that one. Um, well, big, no, big, you got You got to take out the big bad. You got to. You know, and, and well, that's what I mean, though, is it, it, it kind of that's where it kind of like the, the enjoyment part ends. And then it's kind of like, OK, let's just get to the end. Then he does the whole revenge car. tale at the end. How do you. Yeah. Then he has his car scene where it runs over and they all fucking stand there and shoot at it, which was stupid. And then it explodes. And <laughs> yeah. And then it, and then all of a sudden he's in the house and he's doing these fucking kills and he drops a fucking polar bear on the guy. I mean. I get it, you know, uh, one of the, per this, this fabric, I was like, what? Oh my God, that makes so much sense. So the very ending where the townsfolks all shoot uh, um, Brad Wesley, you know, multiple times, like multiple guys shoot him. It was a reenactment of Caesar, right? All of them stabbing Caesar, like the whole fucking town goes against him and they all have to stab him. So essentially they all have to shoot him so nobody is innocent on the act, so they all have to keep their silence. And I was like, son of a bitch, that's so fucking right. I mean, it makes so much sense. Now, the other side of that is the fact that Wesley even held his ground against Dalton for a second makes me go, uh, what? <laughs> this right. fucking fat piece of shit out of shape, old fucking bitch of a man could not, I mean, I don't care if he, he thinks he's a fucking hunter or whatever. Like, he just did not come to me as like, oh my God, he's a badass. They tried to play him off where he punches his own man. He just seemed like a bitch to me and I hated most of that. Yeah, so. John Wick uh, was a movie that 
you know, what was there was a scene where he takes out one of the baddies, the one that it took it took a while though. This was the son, and and in oh the, yeah yeah. When he finally takes the the son out, it's just like over in a second. He just goes bang, you're dead, and that's it. Yeah, which, which is almost like at this point, that would have been better from our from our standpoint because. Yeah, he's not going to stand up to Tai Chi, uh, Tai Chi Dalton, uh, who sweats <laughs> sweats uh, bullets, you know that that kill people. He you know? sweats sex, dude. <laughs> he just yeah, no, you're right, and that and that would have been better. Is like, what would have been really cool is instead of having him stand toe to toe with Dalton and almost start to get the the upper hand on him, is Dalton like comes into the room and faces off with him, and they're like, oh, we're about to get done, and then all of a sudden all the townspeople come in and shoot him. Without Dalton even touching the fucking hand on him, now I would have been like, "Oh, okay, that's that's the shit right there." Like he didn't even, you know, he didn't have to raise a hand against him. He didn't have to have the boss fight, which should have never happened. I mean, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I I like I would have liked that much better. So you know, if we had to rewrite Roadhouse, which apparently they were gonna do a, a read uh, remake of this using round ronda rousey i guess I, yeah i heard about that but that got canceled like about five years ago when, when do you know why got, it got canceled probably because she got beat right you know she lost her no no it got she it got canceled because she couldn't act her way out of a bag <laughs> she was in I, the expendables and didn't quite, I, well you know. yeah but she literally had like two seconds of verbiage i mean well i mean let's look at some of the other actors in in uh expendables i mean we got sylvester salone who Credible action, great writer, whatever you want to say, but his acting is not fucking great. So, you know, uh, she she does what she does. I, I thought he was she, good in in uh, Rocky Balboa. I thought he was really good in that one. But, I mean, and that's, he's, he's and that's uh, Rocky Six. So yeah, <laughs> she is a great fighter. I will not take anything away from her, and especially when it's staged, like when she's doing WWE or when it's a movie. She is an incredible fighter. Yeah, she got beat in the ring when it comes down to, like, you just got to, I mean, no matter how much of a badass, you, there's always someone out there that will beat you, and that goes for everybody. There's nobody who's undefeated except for Benny. <laughs> Benny the Jet right. was undefeated. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't fuck with Benny now. He would fuck me up. Um, but I'm just saying, so, uh, what I heard was it was, it was her bad acting that they were just like, yeah, we can't even make this work. So, um, but, uh, it's just one of those things is like, there's a lot of things I would change going forward. If, if I was to redo this today, part of that would be that in, in scene with, with that whole third act, I kind of would have changed that. I, I, it kind of, it kind of waters down Dalton. Right, he's he's got this great ph philosophy. Um, yeah, I can talk. I'm slurring. I've had a lot to drink, just to let you know. Um, I've had I've refilled my cup three times with those uh, uh, blind uh, musician musicians musicians. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. And uh, so uh, there's a lot I would change in the third act. I would I would keep the I would keep it going. I don't know. I, you know, I understand his his buddy got killed, but there might be a way to to keep his his philosophy side of it going like you know let's let's keep that uh educated fighter going you know let's 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 make it what it is and and you know that's that's i love roadhouse as a movie i i you know um i love everything about it in the, realistically third act is not my favorite there's things i would change about it but i still think it's an incredible movie that's worth watching not to say that it's winning awards but it's worth watching 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't put... I think it's worth watching, but not necessarily for the same reasons you do. But but again, <laughs> but again, I'm coming at it, you know, what, how many years has it been? 35 years since... Uh, 30, movie? yeah, or, 33. Okay, and... And it was it was a movie made for its time, and uh, it really shows how things have changed. And so, so I appreciate it more for the 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 humor because, and and I don't think that's where you're coming from necessarily. I think no, a, no. I think there's a big cult following that appreciates it for the humor um, because it's it's a movie that. Oh, it's got some but, laughs. But even at the time, you can even, laugh at it. Well, even at the time, I think it got nominated for six or seven yeah. Razzie, Razzies. So there were people at the time that thought this was the most ridiculous. Uh, okay, we're gonna pause for a moment so uh, Noah can. Uh, what, what, did, what did what did he call it? Drain the weas? No, what did what did? Yeah, yeah. Healy drain the main it? vein. Drain the main drain vein. Drain the main yeah. vein. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Drain the main vein. We'll pause for a moment. Ah. All right, we're back on with uh, Noah, who has drained the main vein. I, I'm not going to edit that just because I think that was something that I actually saw in the behind the scenes that uh, the actor who who play, who had to say that the what, what's his name Healy um, thought. Oh, that Jeff was, Healy. He had never he had never heard that before, and he said it was a hard hard thing for him to say. Uh, oh, in, really? In the movie, he said he didn't get it, and and they tried different different um, uh, things to say, like I got to go take a leak or something like that, but they really forced him into that that line um I, I mean that's a classic line i i i've said that many a times in the past one of the things that i think this movie really shows me is how wonderful a person patrick swayze is and you know True. he passed away uh, i don't know 10 years ago i, I it's been yeah it's, yeah it's been um, a while but watching some of the interviews that that made me appreciate this movie more because of what he you know what he want. You know what he wanted to bring to this role. What he appreciated about about the philosophy of this character. I think he called it. What did he say? He said, um, "What what is it to be a man?" He said, uh, "He really believes in the peaceful warrior concept, but we have to be trained to protect our world." And 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 I see that's really what, cool. I see what he was trying to bring to this role, and that's the stuff that I wish. I wish this movie kind of through its three-phase structure, <laughs> to, coin a, to, coin, to coin a Noah phrase, I wish it kind of stuck to to that idea more. I think I, think I agree. It, I, I think agree. It fell I agree. A little bit, but but I really appreciated what what he had to say behind the scenes about what he was trying to bring to this role. I liked Kelly Lynch's interviews too, where she appreciated what people liked about it, even if it was the humorous aspect and how she liked yeah. people who liked both drugstore cowboy and this movie and appreciated them both for what they were um it makes me want to see drugstore cowboy i don't think i've seen that it's a it's more of an indie film with gus van sant it's 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 a heavier movie it's got heather heather uh uh who's the one from um heather what's oh shit i can't remember it's got matt matt dylan i love matt, matt dylan, dylan who so. what's the heather hell? graham heather graham heather. uh who was in uh the uh the uh movie about the porn star with there will be blood directed. I'm sorry. I've, I've been drinking. Boogie drinks. Nights. Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. Yeah, she was the one in the roller skates that got naked in Boogie Nights. Um, oh, that's a good movie too. I but like anyway, no, it's a, it's about drug use. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty heavy heavy movie. 
it's a, it's more of a drama. But and we we used it for cinematography. I remember we filmed some scenes in a hotel where they were doing some drug a drug scene and tried to mimic some of the cinematography. That's how I was exposed to it. Um, nice. But but so I I, I just want to return back to Patrick Swayze. I think he he's, brings a genuine. Uh, uh, charisma to his to his role. Oh, for sure, for During sure. The, even I, I like Dirty Dancing more than this movie. To even though that was that was the one we talked about as as you thought he was a little creepy because he was going for the Jennifer Grey underage character. Um, and uh, I, I, but I mean days they today's they would tear that movie apart. Come on. But the 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 penultimate role for him I thought was Ghost. Which, Ghost for sure. Which Ghost. was just such a beautiful movie um it, it was it was it was crazy i mean if you think about really i mean he has had i mean his top four billings are dirty dancing roadhouse point break and ghost yeah. um all of those are incredible really uh they they really are um but i can't believe you haven't seen point break that just that I'm I know right? myself a little bit on that one. <laughs> um, Dirty Dancing is is iconic uh, w- with him. I mean, it is. Su- I'm I. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I, I will never say it's a bad movie because it's not. I just think when you take today's aspect, and I took that today's aspect a lot back then. I just thought like, hey, that's a little creepy. He's a little bit old for her. You know, there there's just some some grooming kind of things that went on in that that i saw that i i, I had think, an issue with. i think part of me was just taken by jennifer gray because she had <laughs> she was so adorable and so she she owned that role and uh i wish she would have gone right. on to do more more after that but didn't quite work out for um but he also i mean he also had uh you know neck and ghost point break the just incredible incredible movies that i i think were what was so the, much fun what was um, the uh two two on food thanks for everything right that yeah i was just about to say that one crazy good movie uh john leguizamo i'm yeah, sure we I talked can, about john wick earlier so yeah that brings that one back yeah and uh wesley snipes such a crazy i i almost <laughs> i almost would love to do that one because it is one of those <laughs> i I would almost love to hear what other people have to say about that because it is such a crazy movie, especially with today's ideas, right? I mean, let's take 2020's ideology, is that the right word, um, and put that on that movie because, oh, my God, is for what its time was and when it was done, it's just like... Oh, yeah, there's the so fuck? much talk about trans uh, rights and right. things like that. <laughs> but I thought the casting was so brilliant for Tu Wong Fu because it, it didn't go for the... The more um, the the actors that that would be the the in, it didn't go for the indie actors that that people right. would look at that and go oh yeah that's just another uh, indie movie that's gonna mm-hmm. show off uh, trans rights or something like that you know right this, no they this, took some big yeah big hit and and the people in Wesley Snipes and and John Leguizamo and 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 certainly Patrick Swayze just killed those roles they owned them and they sure, and sure. they and they believed in them they brought some value to them which i think it would have been so, harder if you brought kind of you know what i have them. a i i have a, a we have i should say we not me because you are a mutual friend also we have a mutual friend who is now uh a trans female i think is how it goes um 
that would actually be a lot of fun to do a podcast with on that movie uh, currently. Um, so I will talk to you off of air off that. Okay. I will leave Got that it. as it is. Um, but I think I, I, I might that might be fun to reach out to this person and see. Part I, I, I sometimes struggle with that because it almost seems like let's get our token black friend or our token no, you know, well, trans I mean, friend to, to join us for our podcast. I, I, well, I, no, but so the reason the reason why I would want to do that and and, and yes, I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say it's not uh, it's not a token, but it's it's more the fact that it's a representation of that that uh, a voice from that that community because. I can't say that I'm the voice of the community of a black person or a Mexican or a trans person or a woman or any of that. So to have that voice on here with us to ask the questions, because that's what it really comes down to is conversations between different representations. Now, I mean, you know, and, and this is this is my opinion and my opinion only that uh, I see a lot of articles today where it's it literally just says, oh, and white people. It's like. Um, you you can't just say that because just as much as you can't say black people, you can't say Mexican, you can't say brown, whatever. Uh, you can't just lump all white people into one group too because there's there's many a different voices in in that group. And unless you have someone sitting there with you that's voicing their opinion from that group, you're not getting all of it. And that's why I don't want to call it a tokenism. Is I want to have someone from that community to speak their mind because conversations are what are needed to to communicate if you if you just come from your point of view without the other point of view there is no communication it's a it's a opinion I, I agree with what you're saying my my only struggle is that it's it's only for the episodes that acknowledge that I, I mean I, I would say they could become regulars to offer their opinion to many things oh, and I, not just. I, the, Anybody the, I've ever yeah. offered a, a guest spot on here has always been offered any other episode Good. ever. And and then I'd be uh, I'd be better with it. I, yeah. yeah, no, no, and I'm just I'm just saying we have someone very very close to me at least, and and I I I don't know about you, but that that we did martial arts with, that that ended up what was a male when we trained and then transformed or transitioned. I'm, I'm gonna fuck those words up. Transitioned into a female and is very. Uh, active in that that uh, role, um, so I, I think I tried to do an and... armbar of on 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 this person in, in in my my second degree black belt test. Yes, and his arm, well, her uh, arm at the, at the time it was his. I, I don't yeah. know if you're, if you're dealing with <laughs> the past, if that's but but was like it would bend. It would it was yeah like, yeah yeah. It was like double jointed or double something jointed. like that. It's like it's like I should have this. Uh, you know, you should be tapping out, whatever, but no, yeah. it didn't, didn't work. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I think I um, I did my grappling against uh, him at the time, uh, her now, and uh, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Heather Ruggles, at the same time. I, I had both of them and, and kind of pinned them both. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that was I, – I had the advantage because I had more experience in there. So um, – I think it would be fun to do. I will talk to you off of the air from that if okay. people are interested in that. They can always email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts on it or hit us up on our Facebook group, the HWSI Podcast. Um, or send, you know, most of you, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we we have a small number of listeners. I mean, we're, we're not major. But if you probably know us, let us know what you think. I would love to hear it. Uh, 
even if it's just to say hi, hey, I heard your podcast. I just wanted to say hi because uh, we we challenge you to to let us know that you're listening. And next um, week we're gonna be back with the Cohen brothers, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I oh my god, I I yeah. think it's perfect. Yeah. Not that I, you know what I I will do I will do you a solid and I will watch sideways also I I will do that for you Steve <laughs> but I, you don't need I, to do it know. now I mean maybe we'll podcast it <laughs> at some point but right, we'll, we'll add it back in that's that's I think it's a it I think it's in. incredible I I love it and I will do my best to choose a drink outside of the White Russian even though I might have a White <laughs> Russian also yeah um, we, can, we can bring our White Russian along with something else yeah <laughs> well like I said I you know one of my favorite my favorite uh, I don't know if I ever talked about this but one of my favorite um, versions of a White Russian that we do is using uh, the butter shots or butterscotch uh, schnapps instead of uh, Kahlua with the vodka and I usually will grab a caramel vodka if I can do this and then vanilla ice cream and blend that in a blender and oh my god it's like <laughs> I, I i just want to call this thing if, if if i had to name that drink i would call it orgasm because that's literally what it looks like and what it tastes like it is it is such a heavenly drink it it is so good uh but yeah let's let's we're gonna we're gonna tackle big lebowski next week uh join us for that i i will uh promise i am very slack on getting on to our socials and putting out our drinks for the last couple weeks because i'm an idiot <laughs> and i've had a lot going on but uh i will get those out and we will I, i'll put some uh i'll try and get some feelers out there for other people i will try and uh put that out and see what what people think sweet so other than that, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but uh, hail Caesars. Hail Caesars, everyone. See you next week. What does that mean? <laughs>